You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. We live. This is Locked On Hornets, your daily podcast on the Charlotte Hornets and the NBA. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Search your podcast app for Locked On to get podcasts on the NBA, the NFL, and fantasy sports. I'm Doug Branson. I cover the team for FanRagSports.com. I'm joined by my good friend, Nick Denning from the capital city. He covers the Hornets for AtTheHive.com. And of course, he's now doing the buzzworthy column on LockedOnHornets.com. Nick, welcome in. How was your holiday break? Oh, you know, it was, it was good. It was solid. Um, I'm, I'm just more excited to be able to use this, you know, this mic that I, that I got courtesy of, uh, I guess, Patreon. Is that, is that right? Should I... Shout out Patreon for this. That's right. Shout out to the Patreon uh, subscribers, to the Buzzamaniacs out there who have subscribed to this show and are donating their hard-earned cash to make this show even better. This is a great example. Nick uh, sounds a lot better. He's not as quiet. He can finally voice his opinions at the volume that those opinions deserve. It's good to it's good to hear that smooth voice come out, Nick. I don't think people people don't know you have a good you have a good voice, and we ha- we have to make sure that that's out there for the people. Oh yeah, no, it's you know it's it's no more no more you know positioning the mic and around my you know different spots. It's you know this is it's a whole new whole new game now. A know? whole so, new world. Maybe back that go. mic up just a tad. Okay, how's that? That's much better. Okay. Yeah. We've got a great show ahead for you folks. No David for this one. He's going to join back up with us tomorrow. I think, Nick, he was scared because this is a Draft.com Wednesday, and he lost the last draft challenge. I'm buying his Mountie costume today. Uh, Hopefully it will be here in time for Fun Friday. Of course, we do a little friendly wager on each of these contests. Uh, For this one today... I was thinking maybe uh, the loser has to do an entire segment on Fun Friday in a uh, bad Boston accent. You have to okay. sound like Tommy Heinsohn. Okay. So uh, that's I'll a watch. Um, I'll probably watch The Departed. You know, and, and good. And, yeah. Well, if you lose, let's just say that we've got it. We still have to do the challenge. By the way, sign up draft.com. It's uh, fantasy basketball, only better. Really fantasy everything, football, basketball, hockey, baseball. And the coolest part is you can use our promo code LOHORNETS and get a free game when you sign up to play. And I've got another special offer for you, so stay tuned. When we do the Draft.com Challenge a little later in the show, I will reveal that special, special offer. We're putting a little something extra on the pile for uh, this week if you sign up today. So uh, stay tuned and listen to that. But first, got to get to this news. Let me see if I can get all of this straight, Nick, and, and correct me if I'm wrong on any of this. So Malik Monk and Dwayne Bacon were assigned to Greensboro on Monday, but then Bacon was recalled on Tuesday because of a, of a travel snafu, and then Malik Monk did end up playing in Greensboro yesterday afternoon for the Greensboro Swarm. Is, is all of that correct? That, that's that's correct. Um, they also uh, threw in Julian Stone and Mangakma Thang there last minute. Uh, so uh, yeah, I think it sounds like sounds like Dwayne Bacon, you know, missed his flight or you know, obviously that's just you don't know exactly what happened. But 
you know, he uh, his travel travel issues uh, prevented him from getting from getting there. And that's completely understandable. I know a lot of people out there were traveling for the holidays, and you know, it's just like one little thing can domino right. into nine other things, and suddenly you are two, three hours behind. Luckily for me, it was sm- it was I was so shocked that it was smooth sailing from Charlotte, North Carolina to Nashville, Tennessee, and then from Nashville, Tennessee back to Charlotte. It was a miracle. It was as if the Red Sea had parted and we were no no wrecks, no slowdowns. I was back in Charlotte exactly when I thought I was going to be. It was a beautiful thing. That's uh yeah, that that's impressive because you know, you, you know, the longer the trip, it, 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 you know, the more tendency you have for something to go wrong. Um, so that's, uh, I'm assuming what, how, how long a trip is that? That's about a seven and a half hour trip. And, and that yeah. may apply to the Hornets as well, because after this game tonight against Boston, they are going on a four game West coast road trip, a, a long West coast road trip for the Hornets. So they really, I mean, we're going to get to the Boston preview here in a minute, but they really need this win tonight yeah. at home against a Boston team. That's not as strong as they were when they first met back at the beginning of November during that 16-game win streak for Boston. So we're going to talk about that in a second, but let's get back to Malik Monk. 25 points in Greensboro, 9 of 27 shooting, 21 threes, 8 rebounds, 4 assists. Those are the numbers. Before I ask you, though, Nick, about his performance, I want to ask you this. What did you think about him getting assigned to Greensboro in the first place? A lot of Hornets fans upset confused about that decision yeah a lot a lot of a lot of people upset um i think it's a sensible move he you know he needs playing time and and this is you know i don't know if we've had if any word has come through yet but i think the assumption you know based on other media members is that he was going to you know play yesterday and then return to the team today so it wasn't as if he was going to miss any time i guess we'll 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 see if that's actually going to be the case or not um but this is you know if he's if he's out of the rotation at, at this point in the season, and, and you know, look, this can always change. We've seen you know guys come in and out, and, you know, throughout the season. You know, he needs to at least be getting some kind of playing time instead of practicing with the team, as you know they, the Hornets did did yesterday. You know, have him send him to Greensboro for an afternoon game. Let him actually get you know he played forty minutes. Um, it's a chance to let him get some conditioning. It's a chance to let him you know you know actually be the focal point of the offense. Um, this is why we have the swarm. Um, there are other teams that utilize players in honestly much more than we do, uh, much more than the Hornets do, I should say. Um, Toronto constantly swaps players back and forth. You see the Spurs tend to have some new breakout player. When you go to look him up, he played for their for their G League team the year before. Yeah, but so this is a but this is a big deal, Nick, because it's their first round draft pick, and right. you know he's the he's the highest draft pick to play for the G League this season. Luke Kennard, right under him, played one game for Detroit's G League team. And then fans are also, fans are on Twitter. You know, they're on Facebook, and they're seeing these highlights of Donovan Mitchell with these scissor kick, you know, monster jams. And and, and I think they are are two groups of fans that, that see this that are upset about it. One group of fans is upset because it's like, oh man, did the Hornets, did the Hornets just blow another first round pick? And then there's another group of fans that's saying, why are you wasting time sending Malik Monk to Greensboro when this season is already lost 
Again, this is from the perspective of the, of that upset fan that I'm seeing on Twitter. This season is already lost, so play Monk in you know with with the with the starting unit or play him significant minutes on the bench and let him get experience the same way that Donovan Mitchell is getting experience in Utah. No, that that, that latter point is is fair. Um, I think, and I and I do think that. You know, maybe even after this West Coast road trip ends, that the team will be in a position where you know they they start thinking about playing Monk, playing Bacon more, um, and actually start thinking about you know future seasons. Um, you know, you can disagree with the team's uh, you know I think mindset at this point, and that's perfectly all right. Um, I, I have no issue. You know, I mean, this team is is not very good right now. So if you feel like Monk should be playing, that's completely understandable. Um, right now, the organization, I don't think this is just a coaching thing. I think it's organization still wants to um, hold on. They think they still feel like they can make a playoff push despite what has happened. Um, and, and until they decide, okay, we're going to shift gears here. Um, I think Monk's better off playing a game or two, you know, with the swarm. Um, and when you, when you have, you know, points like this where, hey, he could play, you know, with the swarm one day and rejoin the team the next day. Um, I, I don't think in terms of, you know, with Donovan Mitchell and, and Monk, I mean, yeah, it's, 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 an, it's inevitable that we're going to get those comparisons, but, you know, as we've seen in the past, there's always, you know, players that go very close to one another, you know, and one may have a good first year and one, and then, you know, five years down the road, you know, I think it turns out that the other one had a, you know, peaked a little bit later. I mean, yeah. We always, we always try, I said this on the show yesterday, we always try to write these stories, you know, five years too early. Right. You know, we, we instead of just paying attention to what's going on now and and we, we want to say, well, this this means X, Y, Z for this player down the line. And we're seeing this with Chris Dunn now where everyone wrote him off in Minnesota. And now he gets traded to Chicago, gets into a, a little better situation. And all of a sudden he's, you know, having the career that everyone thought he would. And I'm not saying Malik Monk needs to be traded to a better situation, but I'm saying that his situation right now with the Charlotte Hornets is is a difficult one. I mean, we're probably going to look back at Monk's season, his rookie season, and say that he was in a tough spot. He joined a team with a ton of veterans that wanted to win immediately, that had wing players who were primed to stand out in Jeremy Lamb and Travion Graham. Graham had all of that, or had most of that summer league before he got injured, to to get in a groove, to be aggressive. He's been around the league for a while, wanted to make his jump. You know, Monk didn't get a summer league. Monk didn't have an opportunity to to get his legs under him like Dwayne Bacon did. And he switches he switches positions. Not even not even switches positions. I'm I'm gonna say he he's playing a brand new position. I, I understand that he played in high school. He played point guard in high school, and he wasn't afraid to tell people that before the season. But as Chris Dunn has proved when, when he put ball pressure on Monk, it, it's a whole new bag of chips in the NBA. Like for, for all of Michael Carter-Williams' faults this season, you know, he's had the missed layups, the ill-advised threes, plenty to criticize when it comes to Michael Carter-Williams and, and his performance on that second unit this season. But the two things that MCW can do very well is apply ball pressure and handle the ball as a point guard against ball pressure and still make plays. He's run starting unit offenses before, and when you you put that side by side, side by side with Malik Monk, it's just it's not even close. So Malik Monk is learning all of that, and 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 it looks like this 
this G League experience is going to be part of that story. Now, let's go back to the stats that I read earlier. 25 points, 9 of 27, shooting 21 threes. That's a, he was, hey, I always say, you got to take them to make them. And he was certainly taking them. What did you think of his performance in Greensboro? Um, he, he, he settled in a little bit more in the second half. Um, well, he did make his first shot. I'll say that. And then, you know, after that, I was like, okay, you know, maybe this is going to be one of those, like, just, he makes everything he takes. And then, and then from there he started missing some shots. He had some ill-advised passes there. Um, all three turnovers that he had were in the first half. So he actually, you know, he cut those out on, in the second half. Um, one thing, I mean, nothing that he showed me necessarily surprised me. I mean, he, he took the shots that he was taking with the Hornets, um, you know, a lot of either catch and shoot opportunities or, you know, off the dribble or whatnot. Um, but one thing that I, I think if, you know, you talk about, obviously he took a lot of shots and I think that was probably by design, um, you know, did they expect maybe 27 at shot attempts as a whole? I don't know, but you know, he clearly was going to be the, you know, the, the priority um, in the game. But I'll say that, you know, one tendency that he has, and I'd like to see him maybe go away from this a little bit, and this is going to just take time and repetition, particularly in the offseason, is he tends to fade away a lot when he shoots. And, I mean, this may be a, a, a product of um, he's a little bit smaller, so maybe he's trying to shoot over a bigger defender. Um, but he looked – the shots looked much – you know, just much better looks. They, they tended to go in more when he just kind of shot straight up and down. And and that was whether he was in a catch and shoot opportunity or when he um, was off the dribble. But as soon as he faded away, you know, he's, he's, he's not doing himself any favors because that shot is suddenly, you know, going another extra one or two feet to the basket. Um, He's not, you know, he's, he's, he's got to use his legs a little bit more. Um, So that was just something that I noticed. Um, You know, I think I'll say, you know, that, that was just, shooting um i'd say he did play a little bit of point um he they, they did let, let him run a little bit although stone and paid marcus page played um probably more um he went to that one that one-handed bounce pass that he kind of cuts across his body and actually found some some guys on, on nice passes a couple of times sometimes they didn't actually finish so um he didn't get some um assist recorded that he maybe could have um but I mean, it was nice. It was good. You know, it was, you know, I, I wouldn't say it was a standout performance. It did stand out, but it wasn't as if it was an efficient performance. And I think that's just another thing he's going to have to learn to do is become an efficient scorer. You are listening to the Locked On Hornets podcast. David. The show's barely been on. For how are these injuries going to affect the Hornets' ability to beat the Miami Heat? I'm going to go get some more buttermilk while you talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> Get more Hornets analysis on LockedOnHornets.com. The audio that you heard there from that bump was from one of the first Draft.com challenges that we did that actually had some outside-of-money stakes, Nick. And yeah. I'm fairly certain, let me check this, yes, you still owe me, a chip. I do. And now David owes me a Mountie costume. He's got to wear a Mountie costume on either this fun Friday or I'm going to make him pay for it on the next fun Friday. So for this draft.com challenge that we're about to do, the the wager is that you have to do one in honor of playing Boston tonight. You One of us will have to, the loser, will have to read an entire segment 
on one of the fun Fridays in a bad Boston accent. So that's the sec. That's the that's the wager. Okay. So yeah. uh, dra- uh, if you don't know about Draft.com, it's like fantasy but better. So fantasy basketball fans, listen up. If you love fantasy basketball, then you need to try our new favorite app. It's called Draft. On Draft, you play in real live snake drafts with other people, just like in your season-long league. It's a draft that lasts for just one night, and there's no management. You just set it and forget it. So, Nick, we're going to set it, and we're not going to forget it. We're actually going to do a live draft on the show right now. I'm going to create it. And then you can share the link yeah, with your friends. You can invite friends on draft to your, so you see it. You're going to get signed up. So the rules for our draft.com challenge on this show is that our first two picks have to be a Hornet or a Celtic, and then the rest of our picks can be whoever we want. And again, loser has to read an entire segment on the show on maybe this Friday in a bad Boston accent like Tommy Heinsohn in the shower. Just practice. You gotta watch. Watch. You said you're gonna watch The Departed, right? To practice yours. Yeah. yeah. Good Will Hunting, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, this is cool because you can sign up for multiple drafts. You can play for cold hard cash. Drafts start from just one dollar. So there's a, there's a draft for everyone, and these these go by quick. So you can do a couple of these, and uh, they take care of injuries for you. They tell you when players are injured, and they'll swap out those players, or you can go in and swap out those players. So come and join us on Draft today. Download the app anytime. Just search Draft in the App Store and join a game in minutes, or you can play right from your computer on Draft.com, whatever you want. For a limited time only, all new players get a free entry into a draft when you make your first deposit, but you have to use our promo code LOHORNETS when you sign up. That's right. You can play a real live money game for free just for using our promo code LO Hornets on your first deposit on draft. So um, Nick is making his pick right now while Nick makes that pick and you go with Kyrie Irving first. Now Irving missed that first matchup against the Hornets or missed most of it after getting hit in the head. Uh, He had to leave that game. So we'll talk about that in a few minutes uh, when we do this preview. All right, for my first pick, I'm going to go with the captain. Kemba Walker had 20 points, I believe in that first matchup. Didn't get to play one-on-one with Kyrie. Kyrie now a a little bit of a better defender than previously, but still I think it's a good matchup for Kemba one-on-one with Kyrie, or they may even try to uh, get get some other players on him if if he starts to light up Kyrie. And for my second pick, I'm going to go with my man Al Horford, the big man underneath, because he'll probably have Marvin Williams, and they usually try to attack that matchup early in these games against Boston, traditionally. All right, so for your final Hornets-Celtics pick. All right. Your pick is in, and you've selected Jason Tatum. Now, why why go Tatum there, the rookie? Um, because he's really good. Um, but actually, <laughs> mate. Oh, that's mainly, real nice. mainly, I'm strategizing, and I'm going for... Um, I'm going for uh, the player I want to take, which is Marcus Cousins. <laughs> oh, nice. So, yeah, yeah. That the, Well, the center position, very key. So, in draft, you have to pick two guards, two forwards, and a center. All right, I'm going to go Russ Westbrook, obviously. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to take some heavy hitters here to try to win this fantasy challenge. And, see, I get back-to-back. So, I'm going to go 
Russ and LeBron James. Okay. And these picks are each 30 seconds, but we're making them a lot quicker just to move move through this show. But you can click on the players. You can see their last three matchups. You can get their season stats. Really cool stuff. So you go, who'd you go there? I went uh, Durant, John Wall. Durant, John Wall. Now, now see, I have to pick a forward. So I'm going to go with my man, Anthony Davis. Hopefully he has a better game than DeMarcus Cousins. And then you immediately, as soon as you get done drafting, you can see a projection of uh, what draft thinks you're going to score. Uh, so again, sign up at draft.com. Use our promo code LO Hornets. And, and here's the, the extra icing on the cake. If you sign up for draft today and you join our listener draft, so here's what you have to do. Sign up on draft.com, use our promo code LO Hornets, and follow me on draft, L-O-H Doug. Follow me on on, uh, draft.com. And you can, if you join our listener league, you can win tickets to tonight's game, two lower level tickets to tonight's game against Boston. All you have to do is Sign up for draft.com, use our promo code LO Hornets, follow me on draft, LOH Doug, and then join our listener league. As soon as you follow me, you're going to see that league pop up in your app. And, and I'll send out a link too on uh, Twitter. So check Twitter, twitter.com forward slash locked on Hornets. If you join that, send a screenshot on Twitter or send a screenshot to buzzbuzz at lockedonhornets.com to prove that you were the one that, that signed up for for our listener league and uh, you've got it's only a four person league so if you sign up and you join you've got a one in three shot at getting two lower level tickets to tonight's game against the Celtics so you really you really want to do that again draft.com sign up today all right let's talk about this game against Boston the Hornets take on the Celtics tonight in Charlotte tip off set for seven o'clock p.m. Uh, Michael Kidd Gilchrist is questionable for this game with an illness. He did not practice yesterday, so there's a little bit of a question. Would they would they start Jeremy Lamb? Would they start maybe Travion Graham at the three? What would they do there? I think there's a there's a question there because both Lamb and Travion playing really well right now. Travion four threes in that last matchup against Milwaukee. This will be the second of three matchups of the year against the Celtics. The first was back on November 11th in Boston. The Celtics came back from down 18 to win 90 to 87 again without Kyrie Irving. Hornets have lost the last eight matchups against the Celtics. Nick, what do they have to do tonight to finally get a win over Boston? Uh, there, you know, there needs to be a disciplined game. Um, just it seems that the, at some point the Hornets always tend to just have a quarter where things just kind of get away from them. Um, they let the other team go on some kind of run. Um, you know, I think it's important that they just try to they, they they play solid just throughout the entire game, especially that fourth quarter where the, where they've just found themselves in in you know just issues seems to be every single game. Um, I think a key with that is just you know we've said this before, but just solid bench play. I mean, if they when the bench is performing well, not just offensively, but they're actually able to get some stops, um, they keep they keep the team in it. Um, we just need to. You know that we, we we've seen those stats before, where it shows you know when Kevin Walker leaves the floor, this this team essentially plays like a G League team, according to Zach Lowe, which is you know not necessarily <laughs> wrong in some some cases. Um, that need that can't be there can't be such a high discrepancy between you know when when Kemba's on the floor or when he's off. So you know I yeah, I, I like that point, Nick, because Boston sports, I think, one of the most versatile and dangerous yeah. benches in the league. 
And and that, that bench played well in that first matchup. You got 15 points from Terry Rozier and then Shane Larkin dropping dropping in 16 points really unexpectedly. A, a bench wrench type of performance against right. the Charlotte Hornets. So they're going to need Frank Kaminsky and Jeremy Lamb to step up their scoring. They've they did it over that that Milwaukee home and home. Really consistent right. bench scoring. You know, you were getting close to 30 points a night in those two matchups against Milwaukee. So if they can get more of the same from Frank Kaminsky and Jeremy Lamb in this matchup, that's going to give them a better shot at dealing with some of the 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 physicality that you get from a guy like Daniel Tyus or from the on and off three point shooting that you get from Marcus Smart. And then again, Terry Rozier, his ability to drive, kick, or drive and finish is really dangerous. And uh, and as and to get to the free throw line too, Rozier doing an amazing job of of getting to the line this season. So uh, a lot of dangerous weapons for Boston's bench. Now these are not the same Celtics that won 16 games in a row. They are still a great basketball team. Still one of the top teams in the Eastern Conference. Will be dangerous in the playoffs to come. But they have been very beatable lately. They are five and six in their last 11 games. They're coming off a loss to the Wizards on Christmas Day. I think if if the game is close halfway through the fourth, the Celtics closing unit tends to become too Kyrie centric. Like everything goes to Kyrie and teams are starting to figure this out and figure out ways to take him away. That's what happened in Washington. Missed a lot of shots because so much of the defensive attention was in making things difficult for Kyrie because they knew they're, they're, he's not going to give up the ball. Like he wants those closing opportunities. That's why he went to Boston. He yeah. wanted the the ability to win basketball games, but he he has to learn to trust his teammates a little bit more in that closing frame. And they tend to get a little relaxed defensively. So you can, there are opportunities in the fourth quarter if the Hornets are willing to take them. Yeah, it's you know it's, it sounds a little like the the issues the Hornets have when they they're too reliant on on Kemba Walker. So it's that will be interesting to see if it if we get down there in, in the fourth quarter and it's and it's and it's close if this just becomes a Spider Man meme where Walker and Irving are just pointing at each other saying like wait we're doing the exact same thing here. Um, I don't know you know I think uh, you know even even though Boston is struggling you know they're five and six you know and whatnot. Look, we we were we saw the last game that you know the Hornets blew a lead to a team minus their three best players. You know this last time, so I mean this you know the the Celtics can come in with any form at this point, and I just don't have a whole lot of confidence in this team. You know, I I believe there's a good team you know on this Hornets roster, but so far they haven't showed it yet. Um, and until we start to see it more consistently, I mean. You know, I know, I know they, you know, splitting, splitting a home and home is actually pretty much usually what I think tends to what happens, what happens, but the, you know, the Hornets split it, you know, they, the, the game they won, they, they squeaked by despite the fact that Giannis Antetokounmpo wasn't playing in that game. Yeah, so they, I mean, they have to show that right. they can beat a good Eastern conference team w- with its deck fully stacked with, right. so w- without Kyrie leaving the game minutes into the game. Without right. you know, without a, a significant player missing, because the 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 last win before the Milwaukee win was against the Knicks, and the Knicks that you know Christos Porzingis was a late scratch. Right, uh, MKG could be a late scratch in this one, and you know if, if they can get a big performance from Travion Graham, if if Jeremy Lamb and Frank Kaminsky can give them consistent bench scoring, and they can you know not allow Kyrie Irving uh, to 
to use the pick and roll to dominate them offensively, then then I think they'll have a shot. That's the thing. The Hornets in these games, in most of these games, save for Toronto where they got blown out of the water, they've had a shot at some really good teams and just not been able to take advantage. And so, you know, you can't have a flat game from Kemba Walker. We need, uh, we don't need one shot attempt uh, Nick Batum. You got to have the same aggressive Nick Batum, the shot maker that you saw against uh, against uh, Milwaukee in that second game. And I'll tell you this much too, even in that even in that win against Milwaukee, I felt like the offense at times got too dependent on one-on-one type of play, isolation, not moving the basketball. You can't do that against Boston's defense. Boston's defense is too good and they switch so much that if you try to do that, you're you're just not going to get the matchups that you want. I mean, all of those players, they, you know, they have some size issues with a couple of guys, but but defensively, they're just so good at taking away sort of one-on-one isolation type of offense. They really force you to move the basketball, and they want to do that because they have a guy in Kyrie Irving who's really good at stealing the basketball, and and Jalen Brown as well. Brown is just so good at just stealing and taking it to the other end for for uh, two points. So. You know, you have to you have to be able to move the ball and move the ball intelligently and uh, make sure you're protecting the basketball and not turning it over because uh, that will be key as well. One more key, offensive rebounding. It killed the Celtics down the stretch against the Wizards. In the last 10 games, the Celtics have been 26 in the league in offensive rebounds allowed. If you have an aggressive, energized Dwight Howard who is executing his putback opportunities and hitting free throws, and he's going to have... Some some pretty good matchups underneath. I think he, you know, he can go toe to toe with Al Horford and grab some offensive rebounds in in that situation. I think so. That could be a big boost to the Hornets' chances of taking this one home. This could be a huge win for the Hornets if they can get it. They're coming off a game where they proved they could win a close game, and I think if they're not going to, I don't think they're going to blow Boston socks off. I mean, if they, this one, if they have a shot, it's going to be close in the fourth quarter, and they're going to have to hit. Uh, open opportunities. Uh, they have to prove they can surprise a talented team, a team that has its best player going. And of course, they've got Golden State next. And then a couple of beatable opponents, but it's out on the West Coast. It's on the road where the Hornets haven't been as good. So they got to win this one, Nick. They do. It would, it would give them it would give them some confidence. You know, like you think about it, they've had a few days off to, um, you know, to recuperate, to, to actually practice. Um, so this is, you know, it would be a, a confidence booster heading into a very, very tough game against the Warriors. Um, you know, I think you talk about offensive rebounding, I, you know, MKG could, could help in this. It'll be, it'll be unfortunate if he can't go, but I think uh, Travion Graham is, has that energy and has that kind of, you know, drive that, you know, we, we, the, every team needs a, needs a player like Graham who's, who's ready to go whenever his name is called. Um, and I would, you know, I think he's a guy that could actually disrupt things in the paint. He's going to go for boards if he's playing playing down low. Um, he's going to you know hit your shots when you need him. Um, so I, I ho- hopefully, you know, if, if we're going to go preference here, I, I'd like to see. I think I think Graham actually could probably slide in at the three. Um, you know, I think he's a you know, just let Lamb continue to operate from the bench. I know I'm kind of going against what I what I've been saying the last couple of weeks of starting Lamb, but um, I think in this situation, Graham and Batum. Are, are, are better fit um, in the starting lineup um, if that if that's what happens but um, yeah we'll see this is uh, you know it's it's been nice to have a few days off and not have to you know worry about 
the Hornets a whole lot. Um, but I'm I'm ready to get back and and hopefully they can you know they can come out and have a good performance. All right, so we will be uh, at Spectrum Center full coverage on Twitter at Locked On Hornets, and then we'll, we will have a recap of this game uh, tomorrow. So uh, make sure you're subscribed to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Overcast. Just search Locked On Hornets and uh, tell a friend about what we're doing here. We're getting back into gear. I know the, the, the podcast has been coming out a little wonkily. We, we've been very good about getting it out at a certain time and being on YouTube. We're going to do YouTube shows again soon. We're kind of getting back uh, from our post-holiday groove, but, but we will be with you all week taking you through uh, Hornets action. Thanks so much for listening to Locked on Hornets. Make sure you are signed up on Draft.com and on our listener challenge to win tickets to tonight's game against the Boston Celtics. Follow us on Twitter at Locked on Hornets. Shoot us your Hornets questions and thoughts to buzzbuzz at LockedOnHornets.com. We're back again tomorrow. For Nick, I'm Doug. Go Hornets. Go America. Beat the Celtics. Let's swarm Charlotte.